Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. We've got Megan Kelly, part two of my interview with her at the bottom of the hour. I appreciate uh, you stopping by to check that out. We've also got Tracy Beans on this program today to talk about the whistleblowers at the FBI. So lots to get to, lots to talk about on a Feeling All Right Thursday. Uh Uh-huh. Thursday, almost Friday, the weekend's almost here. This is how we do. It's Huey Lewis, his version of Feeling All Right. Let's go. Seems I got to have a change of scene. That is the chocolate voice, Carrie Lockie. How you doing, Carrie? Okay. I'm living the dream. Polo in the house. Sam as well. Is it weather related, Sam? You guys get a lot of weather there. I don't know. It's something. All right. We had a blip in the internet where Sam is. All better now. Let's go. Turn it up. Sing along. Wow. Protein I'm not feeling too good myself. Oh, you turn the music up, son. Yes, sir. Feeling alright. I'm not feeling too good myself. Oh. The struggle, the struggle is real today, Carrie. Is what I'm saying. I wasn't gonna say anything because you were really nice to me a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, is that what it's gonna take? All right. So I was nice to Carrie a little while ago, so she's she's not going to be mean to me today. All right, good, good, good. I'll have to keep that in mind. So if I'm nice to you, you might be nice back. I got it. Okay. Not always the way it works, though. Sometimes I'm really nice to you. You're like, oh, shut up. Send me the F word in a message or something. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Glad to have you along for the ride. I noticed right before the show started that one of the trending items on Twitter was that um, the Biden administration is is claiming some sort of state of emergency or special emergency. Um, this is from, yeah, it's the top trend, U.S. national news on, t- on Twitter. White House declares monkeypox a public health emergency. Mm-hmm. Now, one wonders, one wonders if this is going to mean we all have to mask up before the election. You know what I mean? This one wonders if, you know, we have to have mail-in ballots because of the monkeypox. Carrie, I just see the writing on the wall. They did this last time with COVID. Oh and suddenly, now, now, let me make this as clear as I can. This is not me being funny, not being coy, not being cute, not being anything phobic. Monkeypox affects primarily gay men who have relations with other gay men. And generally speaking, it's being spread because they have multiple partners. So let's just be real about it. How is this a public health emergency if we know who predominantly is being affected by it. And why don't we raise the messaging in that community especially by saying, listen, this is where we're finding it. And one number I heard, and I can't I can't give you the source, one number I heard, this is actually on a back and forth that was on, on Fox News. It might have been on Fox Business News. Kennedy was the host. And one of the guests said 95% of the cases are gay men. Everybody freaked out. How dare you say gay men? And how? Why are you such a bigot? You're not being a bigot if you're telling the truth about who's being affected. You know, I remember working in Lansing, Michigan, and hearing a, um, a an ad that was talking about getting help for sickle cell disease. And sickle cell disease, like it or not, predominantly affects black people. 
So it made sense to say, hey, make sure you go and get checked. Um, this affects black people to this percentage or whatever. That's okay to do because we want to make sure we target the audience that is most directly affected by it. Why can't we say that about gay men? Why would we make this a public health emergency if, in fact, we know what small segment of the population is directly affected? That's who we should focus on, get them help, save them from this debilitating disease, and, and not act like we need some blanket coverage. We all need to wear masks or something. Nobody said that yet, but I see it coming. Or we, we all have to do mail-in ballots. Now, to that end, we actually found out, and this, this study is about the lockdowns, right, Carrie? Yes. So we had the lockdowns because of COVID. Shut down the economy. Can't go to a bar after 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. You can't go to school. You can't go to work. Are you essential or you're not essential? We actually have a study that reports to us how effective that really was. Go ahead. From One American News, according to a new study, restaurant and business closures were not an effective way to stop the spread of COVID-19. The data published in the peer-reviewed journal Scientific Reports found these closures actually do not contribute to the suppression of the coronavirus. Researchers in Japan conducted the study throughout the two years of lockdowns on the country, following a model where a large pool of subjects periodically answered surveys. According to data they compiled, the closure of restaurants and bars in the country did not lead to a notable decrease in symptoms among the Japanese people, except less cough among college graduates. Now, the study summarized that given the detrimental effects the COVID-19 lockdowns have had on people, alternative measures for full-service restaurants and bars should be considered before they are closed completely. Now, the findings come as human rights activists and some American scientists have argued mass lockdowns have harmed society more than they helped. I mean, this is a study. One would assume it's a study that is above reproach because nobody but nobody is claiming it's wrong, on the left especially. And and here we are, two years after they forced us all to be locked down. Here we are, you know, being told now that monkeypox is a national health emergency or public health emergency. And my question is simple to those who are watching and listening. Will you ever believe the NIH, the FDA, the CDC again? Will you? If Biden now says, or your governor says, a lot of you live in states where governors are idiots, if they say we're locking it down again, you can't go to a restaurant if it doesn't have this much outdoor space. You can't go to a bar after a certain time at night. You're not essential anymore. Are you ever going to buy that again? Will business owners buy it? Will society really give in? And, and listen to the fake science. You've got idiots out there who now, and even Fauci isn't saying he's 100% anymore. Even he's saying it, it could have come from the incident. We still have idiots out there reporting that COVID-19 came from a wet market. Uh, seriously. They, they are pretending that it didn't come from the Wuhan virology lab in Wuhan, China, where it started. I want you to understand what we're doing here. There are people who actually are still saying that. Fauci, it's been proven, has funded from the NIH gain of function. Gain of function, for those who know what you you've heard that for two, two plus years now. What is gain of function? It means that the disease does what it does, but doesn't have much of an effect on humans. And then they make it gain the function of adversely affecting humans just to see how they would combat it should it mutate to that level. In other words, they're the ones doing the mutating. They're having it gain the function of adversely affecting humans. And then somehow it got out 
because it was a wet market, which is bogus. No, somehow it got out from when they made it gain the function. I don't think that's a leap. Do you think that's a leap? So now we have studies that prove that calling people non-essential, making them stay home was bad. We now have proof that making kids and college students stay home and do their education instead of going to class is bad. We now have proof that closing down the bars and the nightclubs and the fill in the blank is bad. So why would we ever believe it again? Why would we ever take their word for it? And if you notice, and I, and I brought this out to you every single time they did it, the NIH, the CDC, the central government all said our guidance is, we recommend that. They never said you have to. Yet we all got in line and we did it. We all got in line and we did it. And now they're buttering us up for the next one. You know, monkeypox, that's that public health emergency. And you can't say it's a gay man disease because now you're somehow a something-a-phobe or you're something-ist. And you know who suffers because of that? The gay community. Because we're not now telling them that you should focus more on your health when you're getting into these situations. Nor are acting like anybody and everybody can get it. And nobody but nobody's answering the simple question, why do two young children have it? If this is how it's spread. No, nobody seems to want to answer that question. So, so simple question. Are you surprised that the lockdowns did more harm than help? That's the first part. Second part, are you going to buy it next time? Are they, are they getting us ready now for another monkeypox thing? For another lockdown thing? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Or go online, JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Click on contact. Send me an email. Keep it here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. It's the Joe Pags show for your Thursday. Calls coming in on, will you put up with another lockdown? We've got a study out now that says lockdowns didn't work. In fact, they hurt more than they helped out. And, and again, we, we are uncovering so many consistent lies. Burks herself admits she lied about, about what the vaccines did and didn't do. The FDA, the CDC, everybody got it wrong when it came to Fauci, NIH. They all got it wrong when it came to what the vaccines did or didn't do. Now we're finding out more about the effects of them. Now we're hearing about a public health um, um, emergency over monkeypox. Seems pretty calculated to me. Just going to put it right out there. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Want to hear from you. If you'd rather email, just stop by. We've got all the information out there about the about the Minneapolis situation. That's been resolved. So I, I appreciate the emails. You can stop those now. But definitely want to hear from you when it comes to, will you be locked down again? Will you be told you're not essential again? Will you be told it's better for your kids to learn from home on Zoom again? Or will we stand up for ourselves and say no? No, last time it turned out that was bad for all of us. We don't want to do that again. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. Got to remind you about Super Beats. Super Beats are great. It's a great product. The Heart Chews just got two more bottles of them. The Heart Chews are amazing. They smell good. They taste good. It's non-GMO beets along with grapeseed extract. And combined, somehow they taste delicious. But they're going to help your circulation, going to help your blood flow, going to help your energy level that you want to be consistent throughout the day. 
when you have a bunch of coffee in the morning, then four or five more cups in the afternoon, you're trying to keep your energy level where you want it to be when Superbeats Heart Chews can help you do that again throughout the day. going to also help support a healthy blood pressure. The non-GMO beets uh, and the grapeseed extract, proven, clinically proven, they've done studies on this, to help you out when it comes to including them with your healthy lifestyle. Go right now to the website they made for you. I got you up to 45% off, plus free shipping at joelovesbeats.com. You got to hurry up. It's your best offer available anywhere. It's joelovesbeats.com, up to 45% off right now. Go to that website, J-O-E-L-O-V-E-S-B-E-E-T-S.com, joelovesbeats.com. Save money, help your health right now. We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you, Matt. What's going on in Montana? Hi. Hey, so thanks for taking my call. I you bet. Uh, really enjoy your show. Thanks. I uh, I noticed a few months ago when that first case, you know, was reported over on the East Coast, I knew that this year they were going to try to pull this crap. And uh, I just, I don't think America's going to put up with it again. I hope not because we see it coming. It, it almost seems like it's telegraphed. Oh, monkeypox, public health issue. Got to make sure that we get out in front of this one, man. And what does that mean? When you declare a, a public health emergency about monkeypox that affects, again, keep in mind, the gay population is about 5%. Some of those who are in the LGBTQ, XYZ, 123XXIIA, 247, in that community will say it's 10% even more. But let's say on the high end, it's 10% are, are gay men and women in this country. This means that half of them would be men. So it's 5% of the population and we're now getting a declaration from this administration of a public health emergency over an affliction that appears to be targeting that, not 95% of us, 5% of us, if the gay population is 10%. It's probably more like 5 So now we're looking at 25 or 3% of the population is directly affected by this. And we're supposed to say, yes, let's all wear a mask, let's all get a mail-in ballot. They haven't said all that yet. But I can see it coming. It appears to be telegraphed. We go back to the phone lines. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Joseph, Texas, what's going on? Hi. Yes. Uh, am I on? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> First this is time you. Calling. It's okay. Come on. Uh, okay. Uh, you were talking about the two children that caught it, right? Yes. Um, are you trying to insinuate that it was uh, groomers? Because, no, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm asking a question. Why would two children have it if it's an affliction that, generally speaking, affects gay men who have sex with other men? That's what I'm, I'm asking a question. Oh, because it's uh, contracted by uh, uh, gay such. So I don't know what you just said. Do gay men have uh, children they adopted or had a surrogate, uh, surrogate uh, donor? then their kids would catch it. Bye, Joseph. I appreciate you. Yeah, I don't know that they're catching it from a surrogate donor um, or that anybody who was a surrogate for a gay couple. Uh, that's not what I'm suggesting or insinuating at all. My question is simple. If the way that you contract this disease is through having sexual relations, it appears as though that's, the, that's what's being reported everywhere. How is it the two children have it? I mean, was there a blood transfusion? Carrie, have you got something I on this? I just looked on the, the CDC website. Monkeypox spreads in a few ways. It can spread to anyone through close, personal, often skin-to-skin contact, including direct contact with monkeypox rash, scabs, or body fluids from a person with monkeypox, 
touching objects, fabrics, clothing, bedding, or towels, and surfaces that have been used by someone with monkeypox contact with respiratory secretions. Okay, so the CDC isn't even mentioning homosexual activity. Uh, This direct contact can happen during intimate contact, including, and then it goes into different. Does it go into men having relations? Because if they say intimate contact, they're, they're alleging that anybody who's having intimate contact is at high risk. And I'm here to tell you that, that, uh, do me a favor, check it on your sources away from the CDC, away from anything that's government. Go and just check news sources and maybe even news sources that we trust more like New York Post or, or Fox News or, or Newsmax. Let's, let's check real sources that are not going to sugarcoat it because I, I believe the CDC would say that, but you know what that sounded an awful lot like what Fauci said about AIDS in the early 1980s. That sounded almost exactly like casual contact, skin to skin contact, living in the same place as somebody who's, who's affected. Uh, So I would love to see what, what another source says, if you don't mind, let me know. Let me go to uh, Leanne in Minneapolis. Leanne, what's going on? Hi. Hi, I'm actually from southern Minnesota. I don't wouldn't live up there, but I live in the great state of Minnesota, but right. it's run by crazy people. Okay, talk to me. I'm not going to do any kind of lockdown first time through. Me and my husband, my kids, grandkids, we didn't follow any of that. We hardly wore a mask. We would go into stores, and luckily no one would harass us. Didn't get the shot. We'll never get the shot. I know I'm five feet tall, and my husband always joked, you can't tell her what to do, nah. and that's how I'm going to live my life. Well, good. I'm glad that you're not going to go through a lockdown again. Thank you, Leanne. I appreciate that. Um, we didn't really have the wherewithal. We didn't have the information we needed. We trusted them when they said 15 days to, to flatten the curve. Uh, we trusted them. We did. Carrie, are you finding anything else from those sources well, that I mentioned? I did. Well, I found something from the Washington Post. This current outbreak primarily spreads through direct human-to-human contact. With infectious rashes, scabs, or body fluids, it can also be transmitted from respiratory secretions during prolonged face-to-face contact. While monkeypox is not considered a sexually transmitted disease, it does spread during sex because of close contact to rashes or lesions. Health experts say cases are overwhelmingly in men who have sex with men. Okay, well, the Washington Post is not a source I love, but thank God they at least are telling the truth because gay men need to understand this is an affliction that is primarily happening in their community. And the fact that they're not talking about it at the CDC makes me crazy. I'm glad the Washington Post sucks. I'm going to be as clear as I can. So does the New York Times. But at least they're telling the truth. And that's what has to get out there. I'm so sick of trying to be, you know, this woke crowd that doesn't say, all right, Black-on-black crime is a real problem in Chicago. Let's try, to, let's try to solve it. No, 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 it's just gun violence, and it's caused by the Second Amendment. Okay, monkeypox affects gay men. No, no, it just affects anybody with close contact. Well, no. It's happening primarily in this community. Why wouldn't we want to protect them? We're literally harming the black community in Chicago by not doing something to protect them. We're harming the gay man community um, by, by not letting them know this is an affliction that seems to be going after you, and we need to do something about it. And again, why are we calling it a national or a public health emergency if a small segment of the public is most directly affected by it? It's all so confusing until you cut through the BS and realize if the Washington Post is reporting it, then that means it's really affecting that community. Trust me. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Part two of my interview with Megan Kelly. And we, we do we focus a lot on journalism. Keep it here for that. This is the Joe Pegg Show.
Always great to have my friend, great journalist, and great show host now, Megan Kelly, back. Part two now of my special interview with Megan. We we're talking about the trans stuff, being forced to use different pronouns and different words in this day and age. Now part two. Sure on Rumble. Watch her on, on YouTube. She's on that TikTok, I'm told. Um, so, so go and check her out all, all there as well. I want to sort of jump from there, if you don't mind, into journalism and how bad it is today. And it's bad because they're lying. Just like we're lying that Leah Thomas is a woman, just like we're lying that Caitlyn Jenner is a woman, you can show respect individually, as I said, but societally, we should not just buy it because they say so. We didn't buy Rachel Dolezal. We're not buying, mm-hmm. most of us, Sean King, who's a white dude. Um, no. So, so we're, not, we're not buying you know, when, when they do it when it comes to nationality, when it comes to race or ethnicity. But when it comes to journalism, we had to, we had to buy that hydroxychloroquine didn't work, that ivermectin didn't work, that a wet market... Somebody cut the head off of a chicken, the blood fell on a bat that bit a guy that somehow gave us all COVID, which is total BS. You know it. I know it. The journalists who were lying about it probably knew it, but might have been on the take somehow. So how does a consumer, without going to Megyn Kelly every day, which I hope they'll do, without checking me out every day, which I hope they'll do, how do they know that what they're getting, what they're consuming on the nightly news, on the morning news, on my NPR that lied its face off about Carrie Lake just yesterday? How do they know that what they're getting is real? And people can say, well, be skeptical and check it. Well, where do you check it? And how do you know that where you're checking is really telling the truth? It's just a word on Carrie Lake. I had her on the show along with her opponent, Robeson. Yeah. And boy, what they've done to Carrie Lake is is absolutely outrageous. Yeah. And it's not just the NPRs of the world. I mean, the Republican establishment absolutely hates this woman. Yep. And I don't, I haven't heard your take on her, but look, I, I love get Carrie that Lake. she's, yeah. yeah, I get that she doesn't believe that Trump lost the last election and that's controversial. Right. When you hear her talk, she's inspirational. She lights up a screen. She's provocative, but she's also powerful. She's strong on the issues that matter to Arizona voters like immigration. So it's like just because she won't go along with the mainstream's narrative and what I believe is the factual narrative that Trump lost. I mean, I I also agree with that. Yes. But I can see how dynamic this woman is and how amazing she would be uh, as a as a, po- a politician. And let's face it, that issue about Trump's win or loss isn't going to stay in electoral politics forever. Right. At some point, she's going to have to govern. And she's got a long history of being a reasonable person. I just don't like what they're doing to her feels very, very unfortunate and typical for them. But anyway, on this on the greater subject of the dishonest media. So I mentioned that we covered COVID on my show today and we were talking about this BS uh, piece in Science Magazine. What happened was all these guys came out in February, all these scientists, these immunologists, epidemiologists came out in, in February and said came from a market. It's not a lab. We've we've looked at it. We're the experts. Trust us. Not a lab. No, 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 no. And then they came out with a peer-reviewed version of their article just now, a couple days ago. And it says, a little less certain than we claim to be in February, <laughs> uh, but almost certainly the first outbreak was in a lab or was in the market. Well, that, just, that tells us nothing. Right. <laughs> first outbreak doesn't tell us where it originated. Okay, but CNN, among other, I mean, the New York Times back in February, front page, did not come from a lab, came from a market. Okay, no correction. Now that it's been peer reviewed, no, where's the, we overstated it. We went along with a non-peer reviewed article. Uh, no, it didn't come. CNN did a long article about the peer review thing, not disclosing the fact that, for example, some of the main authors of these two pieces received $10 million from Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins. Days after this whole thing broke back in 2020, um, they said, oh my God, this looks like it came from a lab. It's got the furin cleavage site. This looks like it came from a lab. They, they got woodshedded by Fauci and college on a phone call. 48 hours later, two days later, they wrote a piece saying, 
it came from a market. It's clear it came from a market. And then six months after that, Fauci gave him $10 million. All right, because all wow. the money in the scientific field, virtually all of it originates with Fauci. And the Chinese are equally important. There's every incentive to say the Chinese didn't do this intentionally or accidentally, none of which is disclosed. Right. These papers like CNN, whatever they, they write about it without saying any of that. And the consumer at home who's not paying close attention is like, oh, I guess it came from, you know, the wet market. I guess they had bats there. Who the hell knows? It's so wrong. It's so misleading. And it's so disrespectful of people who don't have all day to follow the news. So my my, my offer to them, my advice to them is if you're not going to pay attention to someone you trust, like Joe, like myself, don't don't consume the news. Pop in once a month and go to a couple sources that you trust on the left and the right. And hopefully you walk away transparency style when you see, you know, one opinion over the other. So a set of facts will come out, but don't trust any one source. Such an important uh, commentary on COVID specifically, because what we know, what I'm about to say is true. We know that Fauci did, in fact, fund gain of function. He lied that he didn't. We know yes. that people in the NIH are getting royalties from the vaccines. We can't know how much. And that's something that we don't discuss in public, Dr. Paul, uh, when he was talking to Senator Rand Paul. We know that. We know that even Fauci can't say it didn't come from the lab. In fact, we know because they were paying for gain of function that it did come from the lab. But the outbreak may have been in the market, which doesn't exclude the lab leak as you just said Correct. so we're so we're not we're not telling people the truth we also know ivermectin works very very well and it's not a horse paste it's actually a drug that won right. awards for being very effective in human beings for other things we know hydroxychloroquine works because in nigeria they take it to avoid malaria guess where they have the very low rate of covid in nigeria so we know all of these things yet the nightly news will take a snippet like you just said from the times or from some super stupid study that wasn't peer-reviewed yet and say see we told you the whole time let's move on and then very quietly might correct it later so again the question is i guess you just answered it find a couple of sources on the left find a couple of sources on the right see if the if in the middle you can come to your common sense agreement in your own brain that what i'm seeing and what i'm hearing is true and then move on come back next month you that's pretty much it once a month careful you have to be really careful uh, you know, like there's, you know, that there are some crazy conspiracy theorists on the internet, on yes. YouTube, on Reddit. Most people intentionally avoid those places, not because they wouldn't find it mildly entertaining to spend 15 minutes watching one of these guys, but because they know it's garbage in, garbage out. You have to protect your brain and you have to protect your sensibilities in yes. modern day America when it comes to news. I've worked at NBC, I've worked at ABC, and I've worked at Fox News, and I can tell you, you are being spun by all of them. It's up to you to put your own guards up and be a smart consumer and not let anybody own you or manipulate you. It does take work. So if you're if you're not willing to do it, and I don't blame you, yeah. um, you can come to Joe, you can come to me. Uh, but if you're not willing to do like that everyday labor, then get in and get out on limited basis. And when you do get in, make sure you take from both sides. Check out Megan's uh, show today on COVID and exploring this entire subject that we're talking about. MeganKelly.com. Check out her show, Megan Kelly's show, Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to do two segments out of this, Megan. So if you don't mind, I just want to ask you one other question that sure. we might take a few minutes on. I just love talking to you. Come back often. Um, My pleasure. I, I don't, I'm not asking you to call anybody out. I'm going to, but you don't have to pile on if you don't want to. I just want your opinion on this. When somebody like Ellen says, I'm not going to have Donald Trump on because I can't change him. That tells me she's an entertainer. She's a comedian. We know that. She's not really, she doesn't do what you and I came up learning how to do. Joe Rogan was the guy on news radio on a TV show. I thought he was, I thought he was great as the engineer. And then he was on Fear Factor. And then he was on UFC. Now he's got the biggest podcast in the world. I don't know how he did it. 
God bless him. I'm not taking away from his success. I, I hope he gets $18 billion for doing it. But he recently said, I'm not going to have Trump on because I might help him. Megan, and what we do, don't we bring people on with whom we disagree? Don't we bring people on and question them in a very sharp, skeptical, edgy way and maybe get answers? And, and when Rogan said that, I immediately thought about you because you had every right and reason to never talk to Trump again. Yet you made amends because it's what you do for a living. And you went there and questioned him in a very hard way um, after questioning him in a very hard way at the debates. Do you have any thoughts on people in the realm of what we do? They're not exactly like us. I'm not a comedian, neither are you. Um, And we didn't come from that sort of entertainment area of it. You came from law. I came from journalism. Um, But do you have any comments on people saying, I'm not going to talk to the number one Republican on the planet who still thinks he won the 2020 election because I might help him? I find that to be weird. Well, I mean, I do think if you're not a journalist, different rules apply. And uh, it's just up to your audience to give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down on your approach. Um, You know, I I interviewed RFK Jr. as well, and he told me Joe Rogan wouldn't have him on. Now, he's had a lot of controversial figures on from the COVID field, but there there are certain lines people draw that I I definitely don't draw. Um, And the, the thing with Trump actually reminds me of, you know, what happened at the time. So, Trump had been coming after me because he didn't like that debate question. And yes. He'd been coming after me pretty good for a while. Ruthlessly. And the the media tried to make me into some Trump foil. They loved me because they thought, like, she's going to bring him down or she tried to bring him down. And I kept trying to say, I have nothing against Trump. I punched him in the face at that debate just like I punched them all. In the, I basically called Ben Carson an idiot on his foreign policy right. stances. Um, Walker, abortion, did all of it. That's just my job. It's your, My job is not to be liked. It's to do a good job, right? To ask really tough questions, especially yeah. in that job and that role. And I got to the point where I was like, Trump has got to stop this. I, I cannot stand being on the playing field with him. So I went to him directly to say, can you please stop this? I, I know you're mad about the debate question, but let's just move forward. And he was perfectly gracious and moved forward. And we had a great interview and we moved on and we've had no problems since. That's when the media turned on me. The media went from like building me up to be some heroine to being this, the scourge of the, of the media because they wanted me to bring him down. They wanted me to stay on what they perceived as their mission, our shared mission, a ruining Trump. And I, I was in the position of saying, I've never been with you. I've never been with him. I, I'm with one thing, which is the mission of being a true journalist. And one day you may hate me and the next day you may love me. But if for you as a partisan to think I'm on, quote, your side, or I as, as a journalist, I'm in the business of, of I won't do it because it would help him or I will do it because it will hurt him, totally misunderstands at least my understanding yeah. of what my job is. Well, well, exactly right. I mean, is has have you ever thought in all the people you've interviewed, and I've had RFK Jr. We disagree on everything politically, but I wanted to hear his his take on vaccines and his take on Fauci, which is very important. I think yeah. um, when it comes to interviewing people, I've never thought to myself, I'm going to have him on or I'm going to have her on because I'm going to change him. What? Yeah. How is that our freaking job? I don't want to change you. You're a newsmaker. You're a big name. You're important enough for me to want to have on my program because you bring what you bring. You're Megan Kelly. I will never try to change you, Megan. And by the way, stop punching me in the face. She's punched me in the face for 20 years, people. No, no. I, but but I, I don't want to change you or I'll give you my perspective. And if you like it, you'll like it. And if you don't, you'll tell me why you don't. Isn't that what we do? You're in the wrong business if you're worried about changing people. You yeah. should go 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 do Oprah. Be Oprah. <laughs> you can sit on the couch. You can therapize people all you want. 
Um, there is no changing people. You know, massive life experiences change people, near-death experiences, maybe having a child. That that kind of thing can change somebody. Short of that, it's very hard to get people to change. And it's certainly not the job of an interviewer, right? I mean, in, in a yeah. moment, you could push back on somebody's worldview if you found it really strange and give them another way of looking at it. I'll give you an example. You know, it's funny, Joe. I was talking to my kid the other day, and my my, my son said to me, Mom, have you ever lost an argument? <laughs> and I, I laughed. I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, no, not exactly, but not for the reason you think. I said, in the arguments I have, I think I either win them or if they don't go my way, that's a win, too, because I've learned something new. Yes. Like if, if I'm losing, quote, unquote, losing an argument, it means I'm starting to concede and I'm starting to see it somebody else's way. And they brought me over to their side. And I don't see how that's a loss for me. Right. Like that's right. that's the joy of our job. But I don't if I haven't convinced Donna Brazil by the end of our exchange that she did cheat while she was at CNN and she running the so DNC, <laughs> so be it. The audience can make it up their own minds. I, I love like that. that back and forth with you, you and Donna Brazil. She realized who you were eventually and went, oh, crap. I'm on with Megyn <laughs> Kelly because she didn't know at first. I, I, I love that whole thing. Uh, by the way, my answer is I've never lost an argument, nor have I lost a debate. But the reason why I haven't is because I never go in without without having all my uh, all my weapons ready. I never go in without knowing the other side. And I think that you're exactly the same way. It would be really bad of us in what we do to show up and interview Megyn Kelly and not know who you are and, and what you've been through and what you've done and what Air France did to you. I mean, you, you should know that going in or else don't do the interview. I know you've got to go. I've kept you way too long. We're going to do a couple of a couple of parts out of this i just love talking to you go to megankelly.com check out her show noon to 2 p.m on sirius xm what is it 111 is that the channel triumph 111 yes be there every day and uh, go check out everything she puts on youtube at rumble and tiktok megan let's do it again very soon thank you so much thanks joe pags you're the best all right we're back after this stay right here don't be an a-dub stay with the joe pag show It's always interesting to get the reaction that I get when I have Megyn Kelly on. It's interesting. I'm going to talk to you about that in a second because I'm a little confused as to why people are holding a grudge, and we'll get into that. We will get into that, certainly. Um, make sure you check out her program. If you haven't seen her videos over on YouTube, I go to Rumble and watch them there. Um, the one on Air France I just thought was great. Carrie, you still haven't gone to see it to, to watch it, have you? I have not, no. Come on. Do I have to remind you? Because you're floating around at 11 o'clock at night sometimes on the, on the Facebook. And I'll you send you what? a link next time. Yeah, you should because that would be something good. good I think you'll watch. like it. Yeah. I do. I'm because sure I would. It's I like not, but not about news. It's somebody who's just complaining about, you know, really bad customer service. I'll, I'll, I'll remind I you about like that. Complain, and, so, yeah. That's yeah. Well, you, you're, yes, you're a big complainer about <laughs> me generally, but, <laughs> but customer service, I guess, a little bit. All right. Let me tell you about Eden Pure. The Thunderstorm is a great air purifier. We've got three or four. I think it's four. I keep saying three or four. I'm pretty sure it's four in the house now. It uses proven oxy technology, quickly destroying viruses, odors, mold, and more. People all over the nation are going nuts over these things. They just love them because, A, it doesn't take up any floor space. You just plug it right into the wall, and it doesn't even touch the floor, and it leaves this scent, this this great, clean, fresh scent, as if a thunderstorm just came through. It freshens their homes. Musty, mildewy smells just vanish after just a few seconds. Over 265,000 of these have been sold, and right now you can get three units for under $200. Any odor is going to disappear. 
When you use the thunderstorm, odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and much more are no match. And best of all, no filters to buy. Again, save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. It's a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers that can go for over $600. I want you to get this right now. Go to their website. You get three units for under $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS3. Save $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code P-A-G-S. The number three. And the shipping is free. So, Carrie, what I'm confused about when it comes to, to Megyn Kelly, mm-hmm. I, and I really am confused. Now, I'm not being Mr. Funny, I've got her phone number and all this stuff, but we are friends. I consider her a friend now. We've talked offline, we've talked online, we talked because we have, she's from upstate New York, and I used to do the television news there, so we have some, some acquaintances in common. She's a nice lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had her husband on, Doug Brunt. He's a nice guy. He's an author. Um, I, I don't understand, because when I was watching the debate in 20, I believe it was 2016, might have been 2015. And she she goes at Trump as hard as she did. I, I was that. taken aback because I'm a Trump fan. I like Trump. And she was questioning him on how he treats women. Mm-hmm. And I thought that maybe she was a little over the top. And, and I think I said so at the time. But having said that. I thought it was a fair question, actually. It, I, I, you and I agree it was fair, but I think she could have asked it in a different way. And maybe because he was who he was, that's why she went that way. Or she felt like going that way. I'm not here to say she she couldn't go there because his history with women certainly mm-hmm. was an open book and she was allowed to go there. I don't I don't take anything away from what she did that night. Although as a Trump fan, I was like, oh, oh what are we doing? With, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Having said that, that then there was a, a public feud. And it wasn't even a mm-hmm. feud. It's just Trump going after her, saying really bad things about Megyn Kelly. Yeah, just going after her. And during my interview with her just now, she said, "I got a hold of him. I said, hey, can we stop this? I want to come and interview you again. We got to bury the hatchet.'" And the guy was gracious. He was nice. He agreed. Because again, I've said this a million times. He's a nice guy. He really is a nice man. I've, I've interviewed him a ton of times. So they sit down. They do the interview. And for some reason, seven years later, when I have her on, I still have people reacting on the right and who love Trump. That, well, because of what she did to him and how dare she in the debate and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, <sighs> you're, you are, you're holding a grudge. They've buried for, the hatchet. I right. Mean, why are people still bringing it up? Because it's, not, it's a non-issue for them anymore. I'm going to use the word literally correctly here. They're literally holding a grudge for a guy who doesn't have a grudge. Yes. <laughs> does, yes. That, does that make sense? It makes no sense. No Megyn sense. Kelly and Donald Trump are good. Doesn't mean that she supports him. Doesn't mean that he loves her. It means that they're not doing that whole debate question anymore. And it's time for us to move past that. Really glad to have Megan on. I'll post that entire interview tonight on, on my Rumble. And hopefully I'll be on her show again soon. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.